0: Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Empowered Birth Podcast. Man, this week has been crazy. I probably still sound a little congested. My whole family was sick, and then we had Thanksgiving, and I just hope you guys had a wonderful time. But today, I'm really excited to release an episode with Dr. Molly Hayes. She is a dentist extraordinaire and airway expert. I had just such a great time speaking with her about all the things breastfeeding and airway, including lip and tongue ties. It was a super informative interview and I asked some really hard questions including, is the correction of tongue ties a fad? And should everybody be assessed for tongue ties or how do you know? We just had such a wonderful conversation and I cannot wait for you to listen in but before i get into the show i did want to quickly remind you of our membership group where you get access to me to answer more in-depth questions about your birth plan and previous experiences including peer trauma support we have a monthly q a as well as a community prenatal our next virtual community prenatal is coming up on december 5th at eight o'clock central time so go to patreon.com slash empowered birth podcast sign up for any amount All of this support goes directly into the podcast. So thank you so much. And I'm so excited to see you there. We also have, last week I uploaded part two of our last episode. So if you haven't listened to the rest of that episode yet, you'll definitely want to head over there because we talk about some amazing things. And that was with Rebecca Toomey. So before I talk anymore, let's get into the show. You will absolutely love it. Welcome to the Empowered Birth Podcast. I'm Allie McLean, registered nurse, home birth doula, and former feminist. My mission is to guide you into the freedom that is God's design for femininity, birth, and motherhood. There's a movement happening of powerful women uniting around finding out God's best for us. You're going to find information here that you won't find in your basic childbirth education class. You'll hear stories of women and birth professionals who are experiencing the redeeming experience that birth can be. You're going to get all the information you need to confidently navigate your way from pregnancy to postpartum and beyond. Are you ready to go on a Holy Spirit empowered adventure? Then stick around, you're exactly where you should be. Hi, Dr. Molly or Molly. (laughs) It's it's too, it's too formal. It's gotta be Molly. Yes, (laughs) no worries. So Molly is joining me today. I'm so excited for our conversation because it's one that I actually haven't had on this podcast. I've had this podcast for two years now and we have not had a functional dentist come on the show. So I'm super excited. I know you're going to have a ton of information for these moms out here. Um, I'm excited but... too. No pressure. First functional dentist on the podcast. Oh my goodness. No I know. Pressure. And I have all the questions. So just you wait.
1: <laughs> all the questions and going down all the rabbit holes, I hope too. Oh my
0: gosh, please. Yes. So first off, before we go down those rabbit holes, <laughs> would you please just take a moment and introduce yourself, who you are, what you do.
1: Yes. Hi, I'm Dr. Molly Hayes. I am a traditional dentist turned functional dentist and airway and tongue tie specialist practicing here in Omaha, Nebraska at Maboka Dentistry. I am also a mom of four. Mostly I'm a mom of four, sweet children under the age of seven. I am just so beyond grateful to have been given the opportunity to join Maboka, come back to Omaha after being in Chicago for almost 10 years and just kind of finding my tribe, women like you and like-minded providers. And yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah. I'm so excited to have found you too, because you're a rare gen. I don't know if people fully understand how rare it is to find a functional doctor of dentistry. Like that's just so incredibly rare. So yeah, I take it for granted. Ali,
1: how rare it is. Like I said, we were we had our children in Chicago. The Chicagoland area is is very big. And so once I started to learn about the benefits of functional health and functional medicine and I started taking my children to a functional nurse practitioner. And she was like an hour away, but in Chicago that's nothing. You drive everywhere. It was well worth the drive. And here, people travel from across the state. They cross state lines. We're talking like four or five-hour trips just to come here to see us for this reason. And I'm just so humbled. I'm so like honored that people take the time to seek us out for our functional services. And I'm really awed by these parents who make the sacrifices, the time and the, the cost investment, and just losing sleep over their kids. Yeah, I'm just really impressed.
0: Yeah. The thing is, once you realize that there is a better way, like you do just about anything to make that happen for your kids. And, you can't go back, can you? Yeah. No, it's impossible. Like no amount of money, the sacrifice and parenting in and of itself is just, mm-hmm. that's, it's one thing, but nothing comes close to the health of your children. And like, I would pay just about anything for best for my kids. So I'm thankful that there is an option out there. And I'm I just know that there's going to be women listening to this who have absolutely never heard of a functional dentist before. I bet they've heard of a functional doctor, but can you just tell us like what that is? Because I know when I heard it, it was like, I have my queries about this. I didn't know <laughs> quite what that was or what that meant. So would you just kind of explain it to us? Absolutely. Well, the first time I heard the
1: terms biological or holistic, so those are some other terms you might hear or get thrown around. The first time I heard about it when I was practicing more traditionally, I thought that is hocus pocus, made up probably misleading patients into thinking they can do these home remedies to heal their teeth. And I thought it was just like an insult to the field of dentistry. But 2020 kind of opened some doors, opened my eyes a little bit to practicing a little bit differently. So I started following some more biological or functional dentists on social media, picking up some books, I picked up the dental diet by Dr. Stephen Lynn. And so what I've... Come to define as functional dentistry is we're more prevention based. We're swimming upstream, getting ahead of problems before we see them. We're taking into consideration the role of the airway, breathing, sleep, diet, nutrition, lifestyle. We see the head and the mouth as connected to the rest of the body. And I think that's really where I wasn't able to serve my patients when I was practicing more traditionally. So I think it can mean whatever you want it to mean. I mean, I think for us here at Maboka and for my own practice, evaluating the airway is first and foremost. Talking about diet and nutrition is just right behind that. This isn't the epidemic of cavities and periodontal disease that we're seeing is not just a lack of brushing and flossing. That's oversimplified. We have to take a look at everything. And I think we do that really well here.
0: Yeah, I would say that as well. (laughs) Coming from somebody who has been researching and just like living my life as I know we're all connected, but it was so frustrating not having the head part of the whole body being looked at and assessed and Gosh, I think I've told you this before, but like I've hated dentists my whole life. So we are oh, the only one. For oh, sure. I know, right? I'm <laughs> probably the only one. No one ever says that. I know. So it's amazing being able to know that like truly the whole body is being looked at and we are so connected, mind, body, spirit, and then our body is all connected and it's yep. amazing. So you mentioned that in 2020, that's kind of when you started looking into things more. And that's, I think that was a time where a lot of people started questioning a lot of things because it didn't make sense. There was a lot that didn't make sense. So can you tell us just a little bit about like, what was it exactly about 2020 that made you maybe look into this a little bit more.
1: Yep, here we go. The rabbit down the rabbit hole. (laughs) Down the rabbit hole. I'm so glad it happened. Well, so I'll I'll back up a little bit. Before 2020, you know, I've never been crazy about dentistry. And I don't tell a lot of people that so here I am telling all of your listeners that I never really fell in love with dentistry the way I hoped to. From the first day of dental school, I was kind of bored by teeth. And so I'd always kind of had one eye looking all around, like, is there something else I can do? I thought about even like specializing in either like surgery or orthodontics, just because picking up a drill, a dental drill was very boring. And so I had always kind of had had in my mind that I would someday get to retire myself as a general dentist. And so, yeah, in 2020, in our area, dentists were sent home because of the fear of COVID. And I went home for like three months. I wasn't able to work. And when I got back to work, it was the biggest mess. Cavities everywhere, fractured teeth everywhere, people having horrible sleep apnea and and sleep issues and just looking generally unhealthy in their mouth and and all around. And I noticed it, especially in children. And that's when I really started down my own rabbit hole and doing some research about the relationship between mouth breathing and poor sleep and decay. Because I had never seen decay like this in children. And it shouldn't happen, but it was rampant. And it it continues to be rampant. I still see it. I'm still reading and researching. But 2020 opened my eyes to, there has to be so much more to oral and dental health than just brushing and flossing and not drinking pop. So the kids that I saw, they were wearing masks to school every day, had to wear a mask anytime you entered an establishment like a restaurant. And I know that could have been possibly a contributor to some of the mouth breathing that we saw, some of the the cases of sleep disordered breathing
0: that were arising. I think something that's just not talked about, and because I still see kids wearing masks, and so it's not saying like, oh, don't wear a mask, but it's, hey, there's with every action, there is something that happens from that. Right. And so like, as long as parents know, hey, this could possibly be a contributing factor to your kids overall health and including dental
1: health. Yeah. And I think that the more knowledge you are, the more empowered you feel to This is not random. Dental decay is not random. And sleep disordered breathing is not random. Finding the root cause is not optional for functional dentists. It's not optional for me. I don't ever get to just kind of shrug and say, well, I don't really know. Let's just fix it. I can't explain it, but we're just going to fix it. We're just going to Take the decay out and put a new filling in. That's not optional. And it feels so much better to practice this way. I think our patients leave feeling very relieved. A lot of people who are very anxious will come here. Maybe they're not educated on functional health yet, but they come to us because they're a little bit more anxious and they leave feeling so, like you can just see like the tension melt away as they're leaving. They feel good about coming here because we've just empowered them and educated them to take back their health. We've given them direction. And everybody that comes here can learn something or benefit from our education. We live in a processed food world. We live in a blue light, screen time, low sleep, busy, busy world. And it's definitely showing up in our mouths.
0: Yeah, which is amazing. And we just, it's not something I think a lot of people think about. You had mentioned that you had never fell in love with dentistry. I just wanted to make a (laughs) quick comment. I actually haven't heard anybody say it that way, but I was the same way in nursing school. Like I was in nursing school and I was like, (sighs) I don't like it, but I I know I'm supposed to be doing it. And I'm thankful I did because Mm -hmm. I can look at that side and know, this is not optimal. It's not ideal because mm-hmm. it's so treatment based, so disease based. Where I had a deep yearning in my soul, and I think so many people do. And that's probably why a lot of people are coming to you now, is just we know so intuitively that our body is connected and there is always a root cause and so I just kept asking questions and I think that's what you help your patients with answering some of these questions that they're having and yet nobody that they are talking to is giving them a good enough answer to satisfy them. So I think that it is so amazing what you do. And I'm, I'm just really excited about it. Well,
1: that's a, such a good point. I never I actually never thought about it that way. I practice traditionally for gosh, like almost nine years. And sometimes I look back, I wonder why I didn't question anything sooner. But you're right, God has a plan for us all. And there was a lot of purpose for a lot of the things that I learned and and had to unlearn. So yeah, do you ever feel that way? Like what a blessing to have seen the
0: other side of it and how useful. Yeah, there's also some regret that comes because like, I mean, we don't have to get in vaccines or anything but, but like <laughs> I've injected a ton of children and I would never inject my own children anymore like yep I just the things that you kind of learn after coming out of that it's and yes there's so much unlearning that has to come but it's so great and I think regardless of anybody's own health like choices that may be listening to this podcast like this is not saying like you need to do exactly what Dr. Molly and I are doing but asking the right questions is going to lead you to feel more empowered and that is what yes. this is all about and like yes that is i know both of our hearts is like we just want people to leave feeling so empowered because we know how much that's changed our lives absolutely you really i think i
1: have taken my own health for granted most of my life i'm 35 i'm fairly healthy i've I myself have had no major health scares, but my son, who's now five, when he was eight weeks old, actually had a cardiac arrest, Mm -hmm. landed him in the hospital for over a month. And it was, it was so incredibly stressful. You know, every single minute, just the amount of stress that I felt, wondering what was going to come in the next hour. I don't wish that upon anybody. Mm -hmm. And so just to be proactive and prevention based in my own practice is absolutely essential. I want to tell people how to not feel that kind of stress and overwhelm that comes with illness.
0: Yeah. And I think that's I hope that you guys are hearing our hearts here is like, it's not about an individual choice. It's about we've Mm -hmm. been here, and we've experienced things that we don't wish on anybody. And that's so much of like, why we do what we do. So I yeah, yeah, there was purpose for everything that
1: I was reading about everything that you went through with your first birth and Mm -hmm. everything that I went through with my first two children and their inability to breastfeed is Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have if it had been easy. If everything had just been perfect, I would have questioned nothing. So Mm -hmm. while those times were really hard, and I'm sure you can agree some of those memories are really painful. There had to be a purpose for it.
0: Yeah, I love that. And that's such a good segue into breastfeeding. I was love to talk to you more <laughs> about that and just the importance of what it does for the airway. I know you had mentioned that. So if you would just talk a little bit about disordered breathing or your airway and breastfeeding for moms, I know that that will be super helpful for a lot of listeners.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Well, let's start with breastfeeding and kind of how the actual mechanism of breastfeeding is essential for forming the oral cavity and helping teeth come into their proper space. When I was a first time mom, I intended to breastfeed. I was focused on the importance of the breast milk itself. I had not educated myself on the numerous benefits of the actual act of breastfeeding. So when my first baby was unable to latch and the pediatrician said, why don't you go ahead and just pump and feed her from a bottle? I questioned nothing because that's what you do in the doctor's office. You say, okay, and you get on and, Yes. She, as a result, my bottle fed children have very high palates. The reason is the, the motion of breastfeeding, the baby will press the nipple with its tongue to the roof of the mouth. And it's during that that pressure that the palate, which is the the roof of the mouth is the floor of the nose, they share the same bone. And so it's that pressure that actively forms this nice, broad dome of the palate. The roof of their mouth is very soft when they're born. It begins to reach like full hardness, I think around the age of eight, but it's very soft as a newborn, and so we can mold it with breastfeeding, and we just unfortunately don't get that same molding with a bottle. So breastfeeding molds the palate, it strengthens the jaws, and what all this does is it broadens and develops the airway so that baby can breathe well and sleep well and speak well and chew well and just develop into a normal child and adult.
0: That is so fascinating. Okay. And now it's time to share one of my sponsors with you. After my first birth, which ended in a traumatic C-section, I started researching literally everything, including things that go in and on me and my family's body. I started getting rid of everything first starting with cleaning products and then over the counter meds. But makeup has been the hardest thing for me to replace. It seems as all the natural makeup is in powder form and with the type of covers that I like it just was not cutting it. That's when I found a Raza Beauty's all in one coconut cream foundation. This foundation actually improves my skin while providing sun protection. And of course, even coverage. With a dewy finish, almost like a BB cream, it's perfect for everyday wear. Plus, it's packed with ingredients like jojoba oil, probiotics, antioxidants, and zinc oxide, which provides SPF 28 coverage. I also love that Araza Beauty is a woman-owned and dedicated to giving back to victims of domestic violence. I feel great about supporting this company, which makes its super luxurious makeup even more satisfying. Now, i recommend with starting with the foundation, see what I did there, foundation, <laughs> you won't regret it. Just to make it easier for you, Araza is giving my listeners a special discount of 15% off. So go to arazabeauty.com and use the code EmpoweredBirth at checkout. Wow. Like you said, breastfeeding, you just kind of focus on the benefits of the milk, which is so there. And yes, you know, we totally should be doing that if possible. And but how many moms would fight just a little bit more if they know mm-hmm. that there is a more reasons than just the milk? But then also when they know that there's solutions to issues with breastfeeding, because that's what I'm Absolutely. hearing a lot. I wish I had advocated for
1: myself and for my babies more. I wish I had just even hopped on the internet. This wasn't 30 years ago. This was just like seven years ago. I wish I had asked more questions and and done more research. So yeah, you're right. How many more moms are just like almost there figuring out their breastfeeding issues, but have maybe been told by someone who just doesn't know, hasn't educated themselves properly on tongue and lip ties, which can be a major obstacle for babies and mothers on their breastfeeding journey.
0: Yeah, so can you talk about some of the issues that some moms may run into with breastfeeding, and give us some hope? Like, is there solutions? To all these oh my goodness! Yes.
1: <laughs> yes, I read this, and I, I now I can't remember who wrote it, so I can't take credit for this. But someone had wrote that breastfeeding is the biological norm. Mm-hmm. Period. Like there aren't exceptions for that. Breastfeeding might not be the very best solution for a mother right now. It might not be ideal for her right now, whether it's a bad latch or she's going back to work or it's just exhausting or it hurts. So maybe it's not the best option for her, but it is the best option for every baby. And when I find the, who wrote that, I will let you know, but it makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. So if your baby has a a lip or tongue tie, mom might feel obviously a lot of pain because we're not getting a, a good latch, She might have some cracked or dry nipples. She might have some supply issues, either oversupply or undersupply because that latch isn't perfect. She could get mastitis, which is really awful, I can tell you. So just a lot of pain for mom might signal that
0: there's something going on with um, a lip or tongue tie. So there's lip and tongue tie issues. Is there anything? Do you think that's like the core issue that a lot of people are having? Is there anything else when it comes to breastfeeding that could be evaluated? Maybe dentistry, but Outside right of that, if you know of anything cuz i'm just hearing so many moms are having issues breastfeeding and mm-hmm. you know they fight and fight for it and they want their and some of them even have gotten a lip and tongue tie reversal maybe at like 3 months a little mm-hmm. later
1: yeah i don't think it and it's and i always tell parents when they come in here for an evaluation that if we do diagnose a, a lip or tongue tie this is a great place to start with the diagnosis and then the the release of that lip or tongue tie But the two providers that are absolutely essential in making any kind of release. Successful or the breastfeeding journey successful would be an experienced lactation consultant, IBCLC, and then some kind of bodywork provider. Whether myofascial. it's a myofascial release is absolutely mm. essential in this. I love when the parents have already uh, consulted with either a lactation consultant or a chiropractor or a CFT or just mm. somebody to evaluate that tension first. Um, that's really key. If they could stop there first, then come to me and then return for more body work. That's kind of our trifecta of perfection there for the best outcome for, our, for mom and baby.
0: Yeah, that's so good. So good to hear. Because really, health is so much about collaboration. Absolutely. It's not especially- just one... Answer fixes all. It never has been when it comes. Never has been, and never has been. And you know, it it does make
1: things. You know, it's a slower process for sure. You don't just look under a baby's tongue and snip it and say, "Here you go." There are more steps, and there's more involved. It's more of a commitment. But the outcome. Oh my goodness! When you see that baby come back, you know, after two weeks uh, post release, and they've seen the the chiropractor for a couple of visits and this is a new baby and it's a new moms too. So it's, it's really beautiful. I can't stress that enough, the role of the lactation consultant and then some kind of bodywork provider. And sometimes it's not a tongue tie or a lip tie. Sometimes there's something else going on And you get to the bottom of it without having to see me. And and thank goodness you get to the bottom of it without having to do the release. So babies, it's a lot of work being born, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's a hard job. Sometimes they come out just so tense and we just need to relieve that tension. And then we can make breastfeeding easier for mom and baby.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. And I can see the benefit in a inclusive and all-encompassing approach to that. And so, yeah, I just encourage all the moms who are having breastfeeding issues to go seek care from everybody that is within your means possible to work on this. Something, should every baby be assessed, do you think? Or is this more of if you're having issues, then be assessed? Or what are you seeing as a trend when it comes to lip ties and tongue ties? And I know hearing some people talk like, well, it's just a trend. It'll pass, you know? (laughs) Lip ties are trendy. Yeah. It's a very trendy thing. They cut ties. So very,
1: very chic, very in for, to do pronectomies. Are tongue ties trendy? No. Are they possibly more common now than they were even 10 years ago? I believe so. I haven't been doing infant phrenectomies for 10 years, but I've talked to a lot of chiropractors and lactation consultants who have been doing this for a long time. And my question to them is, are we just paying more attention to the lip and tongue ties now because they are, like you said, trendy on social media, everybody's talking about them. And the unanimous consensus with my group of chiropractors and other bodywork providers and lactation consultants is no, it's Maybe we are paying more attention to it, but the people who were paying attention to it 10 years ago say, it is more common now. Mm. And that is another rabbit hole that we could go Ah. down. Why is it more common now? I don't have all the answers. I look a lot to diet and nutrition. The MTHFR gene has been shown to increase the likelihood of a, a tongue tie. I do think that they are more prevalent. When it comes to tongue ties and lip ties, the way that the tongue and lips function during breastfeeding is so much more important than how they look. So do I think every baby should be evaluated for a lip and tongue tie? Yes, I do. But I don't think it should be a simple lift the tongue, lift the lip. Okay, that looks good. Or okay, that looks Mm -hmm. tight. I hope that it becomes the norm for every new mother to have access to a lactation consultant after 48 hours of birth, to consult with a lactation consultant, see if there's any issues, maybe even if there isn't symptoms, to just be able to to have her take a look um, and assess the baby. And same with chiropractors and other bodywork providers. I think that that, is, that should be the standard of care. Mm-hmm. I remember taking a few of my children and for that two-day checkup, two days after birth to the pediatrician and they weigh them and they look at them and it's good to go. How could we maybe replace that or add to that by considering how breastfeeding is going and are there any tension issues? If I were to have another baby now, I'd go straight to a chiropractor mm-hmm. right after baby's born and, and not to the pediatrician's office for a two-day well visit. Yeah. Like I said, a big rabbit hole we could get down. Oh but, yeah, um, Yes, I do think that they're more prominent. So why not have this part of an infant assessment? I would just go about it a a little bit differently with a chiropractor.
0: That's so good. Actually, with all my last two babies i've had them adjusted within 24 hours at my home which is so amazing amazing I'm like, why yes. can't we have more in home providers uh, who will yes. come to you in the comfort because also like breastfeeding is not ideal when you're in some strange place and your baby has just been born it's like where am i these smells are new these sounds are new <laughs> cold. You know what I'm saying? Like the fluorescent light. <laughs> yes. And
1: sometimes you have other children in nice. tow that are not patient, And so, yeah, I want to take this whole model alley and just flip it on its head. I wow. mean, maybe one of these days I'll do house calls too. Oh, that, <laughs> that would <is> be amazing. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? That yes. would- I agree with you. I think that I had one of my kids, I, I asked the pediatrician, like, I don't know. It just, like it doesn't seem like it's going well. Like, can you look under the tongue? And it was just kind of like a little flick. Nope, looks good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no questions really about. Like, know, what are you feeling?
0: Yeah, okay, really yes, know do what it, it really knows. Like
1: yes, yes. I mean the the hours that I've spent in training and reading about what are we looking for? What are the symptoms? What does it present like? Because all of these uh, frenula, that little cord under the the tongue or lip, they look so different they do not look the same. Everybody has a frenulum. It's just about tension and function. So yeah, I don't know. Is
0: everybody up to date on this? Probably not. I would think not. Because I've even had some lactation consultants who are like, oh no, your baby's fine. I'm like, but every time I nurse on the left side, it Mm -hmm.
1: hurts.
0: Like, so please explain why Mm -hmm. I'm having issues, but nobody could. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I'm tough and I'm like, I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to breastfeed until, I, <laughs> until, <laughs> until it was not enjoyable. <laughs> and if it could have been fixed, right. I would have, you know, appreciate Well,
1: it. I think you raise another really good point. And I think you represent most of the mothers that I see here at Maboka Dentistry is following that mama bear gut totally. is absolutely essential. And any provider who tells you like, You've made that up in your head. I mean, I'd be running out the door. Yeah, it's not in your head. Maybe it isn't what you think it is. Yeah, but there is something. Like symptoms don't lie. Uh, Dr. Chelsea Pinto says that a lot in her her Breathe Baby course that symptoms don't lie. And so if there's a mom who said, I have seen two lactation consultants and two other bodywork providers or whatever, and they don't think something's wrong, but I just know something's wrong. Like I'm seeing mm-hmm. you tomorrow. Let's just see what's going on because there's nothing nothing that feels worse as a new mom than having your emotions and, and your gut invalidated
0: like that. Yeah, We know, don't we, Allie? Oh, we 100% know. <laughs> we know. I think that's why I'm so passionate about listening to that intuition, like if you believe in Jesus, like you'll have access to the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit and like Mm -hmm. listening to the Holy Spirit, being sensitive to what his prompting is and like what the answers are and then asking good questions. Like, man, Mm -hmm. if I could go back with my first and just, that's when I started listening to my intuition for like the first time. And if I would have listened to it sooner, I think I could have saved her some Some problems and me, some heartache. And I
1: I don't know about you. I feel like most of my life, I just never wanted to ruffle any feathers. I never wanted to be like that crazy girl in the room. So Mm -hmm. if someone told me to sit down and be quiet, usually I did, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. but coulda, shoulda, woulda. I'm the opposite of sit down and be quiet now, like you. (laughs) And so uh, (laughs) those experiences just kind of fired us up more. Yeah.
0: Oh, it 100% did. And I'm thankful for it. And we can look back at, different traumas and decisions that Mm -hmm. consequences that came from decisions we made and we can be thankful for and I hope too, like if there's any regret moms out there or any moms who are like I don't even know what that looks like to listen to my intuition and I don't even know the right questions to ask like please reach out to me please reach out to Dr. Molly like we'll help you ask questions for yourself I think yes I think that that
1: right there what you just said has probably been the biggest blessing and the thing that's helped me become a better provider by leaving traditional dentistry and practicing more functionally. I get to slow down. We're not an insurance-based practice so that we can slow down. I spend sometimes over an hour With a patient during an exam. I probably used to spend anywhere between five and eight minutes with a new patient during an exam when I was practicing traditionally in network with all insurance companies. I now get to slow down the volume, take more time, and answer the questions. I am not looking at my watch anymore wondering how far behind my schedule. I'm running. I don't have an assistant that's tapping me on the shoulder anymore saying like, you got to be in the next room. We were busy, but we have intentionally slowed down so that we can answer all of your questions. When you leave here, you should feel like we took the time to answer all of your questions and you feel empowered.
0: Yeah, it's true. Coming from somebody who does see you is like, (laughs) I do feel like that every time. And it's wonderful feeling. And I I would pay anything to be able to trust my providers. And like that is just it's worth it. It's worth it.
1: I think it is too. And I think in our ability to slow down and, and take more time educating our patients probably come back less than I had patients who every six months, there was a new problem. Okay, was it a new problem? Or did we just not have the time to sit there and talk about how to swim upstream, that's really doing patients a disservice. So when we're talking about something as important and impactful as breastfeeding and sleep disordered breathing, these are kids. So I am not rushing out the door. I am going to take my time and I'm going to do it at all costs. And I'm going to, you know, you had kind of talked about mom guilt. I just want to assure every woman listening that I have made Oh my gosh, all the mistakes. I had all the regrets. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. But what can you do except just pat yourself on the back for saying, I didn't do it right. And now I'm going to do it right. I think that's admirable. I admire the people who, who are willing to say, I
0: feel bad. I didn't know. Well, good for you. You made yourself know. Yeah, that's huge. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much for taking time and coming thank on you. To talking about know, all of this. You are so is, wonderful. Oh, is there anything that you would leave with these moms listening today? Like any piece of advice, maybe something that has been really impactful for you or something that you just wish every mom would know?
1: I wish I could hug every woman who sends me an Instagram message or replies to my weekly emails. There are so many women who are are so grateful for the way that dentistry and so much of healthcare is going in a functional direction. I just want to reiterate, advocate for yourself and for your babies. This is the future of healthcare. We as functional providers and, and like-minded providers, this community that we're building, there's never any shame. Mm -hmm. And asking questions. There is never any shame in getting a second opinion or turning to the internet for answers. That's okay. Like keep educating yourself, keep an open mind. I've changed my mind a hundred times about so many things. And I think that's really good to challenge yourself and challenge other people. So just keep asking those questions. Keep advocating for yourself and your babies because babies need their happy moms.
0: Yeah. So good. Well, where can people connect with you if they want to find you, ask questions, get connected? What's the best yeah. way to Well, you can always find me on Instagram. It's kind of my
1: favorite thing yes. <laughs> at, at Dr. Molly Hayes. I do have a website, drmollyhayes.com. You can contact me through my website and I will always answer your questions or get you set up for a consultation. Awesome. And of course, you can find me at the Boca Dentistry in West Omaha. Yes. Yes, come to Omaha. <laughs> come to Omaha. We can show you a lot of things, right, Ali? That's
0: right, totally. <laughs> vacation right. Well, destination. You a Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thanks, Ali. Oh my goodness, isn't Dr. Molly just amazing? Functional dentistry is where it's at for sure. So make sure you follow her on Instagram. She has some super informational content that comes out. All of our links are in the show notes below. If this episode blessed you, would you send it to one person you know that could possibly help by listening to this information? And if you haven't left a review yet, that would be absolutely amazing. Until next time, stay empowered.